Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I didn't love myself until like kind of now, like I'm 23 and I'm just starting to love myself. And going through that is tough, but that's just learning growing up. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Hey, Doozy Days peeps. This is my good friend, Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow and I met in college and we've been like, she's been one of my best friends ever since. She's one of the closest people I have in my life. And she's one of the people that I can laugh the most with and tell anything to. And she's always uh, like the positive, like angel on my shoulder and the devil on my shoulder. We're both, we're there together doing good things and bad things. <laughs> like she's both of them. So it's, it's awesome to have like a great friend with that who we can, uh, we can have a great night and then we can sleep in the next day kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so Rainbow and I, we have a good time and I'm excited to bring her on here because we have some great chats. Um, and that's why I asked her to be here because she's just a super valuable person to me. And I think she'll bring some value to you guys too. Rainbow, I got a question for you. Hmm? I got a question. You got a question? Oh, I got a question. Really? What kind of question is that? All right. Well, my question for you is, so knowing that a lot of people feel a lack of fulfillment or happiness or just like they don't, they can't find a passion or a project or something to work towards. What do you think would help people um, to like find something? You know, if you could give them some advice just to find something, what would you give them? Or what would you advise them to do? If you're you're thinking about it in your head all the time, like if you're, I always dream about my goals. Like I always dream, like that. What's that phrase? Like your dreams always coming true, or type of shit. So I I believe in dreams. I dream all the time. So every time that I dream, things happen. To me, personally, I don't know if it happens to anyone else, but I'm I'm very much a very spiritual person, so I kind I really rely on my spirituality, and I, it really depends, also like how you're feeling. Like if you if you really want to accomplish what you want to do, and if you're just like laying back and not putting your your mind into action and yeah. even in your dreams i would find yeah. it's kind of like you're saying uh you know if you really if you really want something then you have to like like it has to be like something like deep down you don't just you're not just doing it because you feel like you're supposed to you're doing it because you actually want to and you're like actively pursuing it but you're not just kind of like thinking about it and but like sitting around and not pursuing it yeah exactly yeah 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 and I know you're I know you're like a spiritual person for sure yeah yeah I have my uh here I'll show you it's over here my smudge my smudge my sage my shell that I have my little shell and What's the shell for? It's just to put the, cause it, it it gets really hot. Here, I'll show you. So it's it's obviously sage is the medicine of the of the four um, medicine wheel, the four parts of the medicine wheel. I forget which one. There's a specific um, medicine for each of the colors of the medicine wheel. So there's yellow, black, red, and white. Um, 
I kind of forget what they mean. <laughs> but I know, like, the gif of it. Um, the gif? The gif. <laughs> the gist? The gif. <laughs> gif peanut butter. <laughs> gif, yeah, I freaking love that commercial, but yeah. Um, yeah, so it gets really hot because you can't just, well, you, you could hold it in your hand and um, light it up, but it's just like, it's more satisfying and it also looks pretty when you put it on your um, plate. Your plate. You your shell. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, I, I know I don't sound like I'm native, but I really am. I came, I come from London, Ontario. My family is originally from there, and uh, six of us, ten of us, I think. I don't know. Came to came to Rama because of came to Rama for the benefits, of course. Because uh, in our other reserve that we live, we normally didn't have benefits like Rama did. So benefits as in like a good paying job um all those other things i don't really know community, the, the benefits of the community that could offer yeah the, yeah exactly so that's why people come here because of what, what rama does for people and it, rama gives people houses and opportunities and all that kind of jazz so that's why we came here because there's obviously more opportunities here in rama and uh yeah that's why uh yeah, I rely on my spirituality a lot, and uh, normally things come true. Normally, stuff really surrounds me, like it comes. But yeah, <laughs> quote: If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. But like, what it means is like, if you can hold it in your head, then you can like, it can be a reality too. I always have dreams like that where I'm achieving like a medal or like something like that. <laughs> oh, ribbon. Or whatever, or ribbon. I don't know. That's a gold star. Gold star for best photographer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I want to do. I want to be a photographer. I want to be known for my photographs and my portraits. I love portraits. I love taking pe people's portraits and They're like making me go to crazy places, <laughs> like up the trees and in the water. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. It turned out nice. Graveyards at night. Yeah. You have brought me to a lot of places. Yeah, one of my assignments I had to do, I literally had to go to a graveyard and yeah. and paint a portrait with light, um, make making us a, a slower shutter speed and brighten up the aperture for um, literally glow in the dark cemetery vibes like it was it turned out good it was honestly. cool I have some interesting photos of me running around tombstones with neon lights and like drawing yeah. in the air with neon lights around graves and like tombstones and gravestones <laughs> at night yeah it was awesome it was fucking scary though scary. I remember wolves howling like I was fucking scared, man. I remember we when we got there, I was like, dude, guys, like, this is, like, someone, like, died here. We, yeah, we a have... lot of people here. Everyone there was dead, Rainbow. <laughs> it was a graveyard. <laughs> everyone was dead. <laughs> but, no, you didn't let me fucking finish. I was going to say, we have to, I was going to say, we have to, like, say, like, we're here. Like, we can't just, like, be, like, like running around, being we all fucking crazy. We had a moment. We had a moment for them. We were just like, hey, um We were stoned. We were like we're like, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, I have a school assignment. <laughs> I was wondering if I could borrow your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a project. Um thank you. <laughs> and then I'm just running around it. <laughs> Doing laps around the tombstone um, like, with respect, and I remember doing it while I was doing it. I was apologizing. I was like, "We're so sorry. It's for a school assignment." <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Um, Rainbow can't fail. So thank <laughs> you for doing this solid for us. 
you know, I, I wish we were, I feel like if I thought really deep and hard, I could remember the name of the person we were <laughs> performing this around. It was the tallest tombstone we could find. <laughs> so it must have been somebody important, you know. I love, that was the one thing I missed about college. Like, I missed doing those type of assignments because it really, like, pushed your, it pushed my mind to, like, a limit like so bad like I couldn't have it any more inspiration because they're like really digging in your brain for inspiration you really have to be creative as fuck and it's like when you put your art out there and we have like these criticize criticism like sessions episodes whatever in class and it's anonymous right so we can't say who's is who's unless you want it to be like yeah that's my photo but overall it's like silent so we put the person picture, say like my photo on the screen and everyone has to see it and everyone has to criticize your work. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, oh, like that person should have brightened up her picture more, more contrast or, you know, just like stuff like that. And some of it's kind of like harsh to hear, but it's like, you have to like be strong from other people's criticism because that's what the professionals of my class did like the professors they're like that's what I had to go through in, in college and through university and all that jazz and they're like wow. telling me all this shit so you like, would oh. publicly show your images to the whole class and would you stand up there while they spoke about it or was it like out loud people said it to you or was it like written down it was like so for instance so like say the photo you in the tree yeah I <laughs> where the sun is glowing yeah. right it was a nice photo I really thought it was good I know that was a good tree to climb for sure yeah like we had some tough times with that tree but it turned out I think it turned out great I yeah. think I did the exposure pretty well like I think it it was pretty good and they're like oh it's there's too much trees or whatever I'm like what too much trees like in my mind and they're like saying all this stupid shit I'm like they say it out loud to you yeah they say because it's it's anonymous right it's supposed to be like that so they're supposed to criticize an unknown artist so uh, yeah so I'm so they don't so only you know it's your photo yeah me being the unknown artist makes sense so people don't have like they don't hold back on their criticism because they're like well that's my friend or whatever yeah yeah exactly and it has to be like that and it sucks but tough yeah like to sit there and like listen to people criticize your work and just kind of (laughs) take it taking it it's it's i can see how it's valuable but i can also see how it's like tough to hear yeah, it's really tough, it's especially when you're working on a project you've been working on for so long, and you just get torn down just by a couple sentences from someone. It really takes a toll on someone. On yeah, me. I recently saw like a post, and it just says school kills creativity, which is something that I believe. You know, like it's like it takes a light bulb and just like smashes it. No, really, that's how like, I felt. Right. It's like you have a good idea and you think it's beautiful. And like if you think that something is beautiful, then guaranteed somebody else is going to as well, you know? And just because like it doesn't meet the professional standards and all that, like doesn't mean it's not good. Um, that's always been my problem is like every time I would try to write a story or do anything, they were like, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a run on story. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, but and it, it just made me want to stop writing in general or stop producing things or being creative because the school kept telling me, like, you're not doing it right. You have to follow the criteria. Um, that's been my problem is I was like, well, I don't want to. I was like, I want to be creative and do things my way. And the school does not have a place for creativity. You know, it's like follow the rules, do it our way. But I like the opportunities that school provides, you know, like it teaches you the skills that you need. And it teaches you, like, you know, and it gives you the opportunity to learn and to, like, expand your base of knowledge. But it limits you creatively, you know? 
So it's like you learn all the skills you need for photography, but like when it comes to creativity, it's kind of like smash, <laughs> you know, smash the light bulb. Yeah. And also I kind of just, well, I just want to put this out there. I kind of like, I don't want to put too much hate on myself, but I normally like to do things on my own. And like, I guess that's like everybody, but um, I was scared to like ask for help. Like, I know that's a normal thing, but like, I shouldn't be afraid of asking for help because I, I do have an IEP. I just, I have a lower learning process. Like I develop things slower than a normal average person does. So I have to learn things differently than what other people do. So I just, I need to like be proud of my learning, learning disability. Um, I don't, I hate that word, learning disability. Yeah, I have the same. I have, I was diagnosed with slow processing speed too at grade when I was in like, when I was 14. It sucks because it's put you on a different level of loving yourself because I, I didn't love myself until like kind of now, like I'm 23 and I'm just starting to love myself. And going through that is tough, but that's just learning growing up. I mean, you kind of have to, right? So grow up, and learn your, learn about yourself. I mean, so I did. And I'm slowly getting proud of it, but yeah, it's whatever. Slowly that's, again. Yeah. When were you diagnosed with the learning disability? Um, where? When? Oh, when? Um, I like really young actually. Um, not really sure when. Probably like my preteens, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go to this uh, special class that it was just me and like this other few kids were in there, but they were like younger like way younger and I was the only like preteen in there like an older kid I just felt kind of like, like ashamed of myself like I felt like stupid like it just I yeah. hate it, so yeah that that seems kind of corrupt to do to a young kid in the developing stages of their life and it's kind of unfortunate that you were put in that situation and it made you feel small and like ashamed at a young age and you probably you know, like maybe unknowingly carried that with you to now and you're just trying to break down that wall and like leave that behind because you know it's not true right you know like those things that you thought back then aren't true but like in the mind of you know rainbow when she was diagnosed like it was real and that was your reality but now you're like breaking those chains chains yeah bang 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 <laughs> you're like breaking them down and like you're really actually that's the thing that is definitely what happens like this past year I think has been the pressure of the year and like spending time like everyone's spending time on their own yeah really really finding out about yourself and finding like you know you have to love yourself you have to love like the person that you know you spend all your time with is yourself yeah basically yeah and, like, it sucks that we have to go through, especially with me, too, with the learning disability. Like, I clung to that label. Like, that was my life. I felt, like, I just, just believed I was not smart. I was just a stupid kid with a learning disability, and I'll never be extraordinary. You know, like, I'll never be a high achiever like everybody else is going to. And, like, you know, you'd see, like, the kids in the honor roll, and the kids just, like, finishing the test before you, and all the time and just sitting there and just feeling so small and feeling dumb and like just hating myself more, <laughs> just like watching everyone else be smarter and just like, rather than being proud of what I did do, I was just constantly comparing myself to everyone else. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. Constantly being compared and felt ashamed. 
Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, I don't even know if anybody else saw me that way, but like I saw myself that way. And like, in the, it's funny because, because there's this other quote and it's like, you're not who you think you are and you're not what other people think you are. You are what you think other people think you are. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. not, you're not who you think you are and you're not who other people think you are. You are what you think other people think that you are. So it's like, you're walking around thinking that person thinks something about you, but there's no actual way for you to know what that other person thinks of you. But it's based off of like your thinking. What are they thinking about me? But you'll actually never know. And like we live our lives like in this shadow world of like just guessing. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, you know, fuck it. Like, why should I care what everyone else thinks at the end of the day anyway? Because I'll never actually know unless I ask them. And I'm not going to just ask everybody all the time what they think about me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember this one time I was with, like, my friend. Um, we're not friends anymore. But I wish um, I wish things didn't end away, the way things ended. It was obviously kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, this one time... We were, like, having a sleepover, and this girl, she was just saying, like, raise your hand if you like me, and she would raise her own hand, and I'd be like, um, we like you, like, don't worry about it, like, those are, like, that's weird, like, I just, do you think that, like, it's kind of weird? I think it's kind of sad. It's sad in the sense that, like, that person probably wanted so badly to be liked but she was the only one willing to ask anybody else if if she was liked like how old were you guys we were like in high school but she was like a bit younger than us so some people have like such bad like anxiety or just like they just so badly want to belong yeah that they'll do anything and like some people just need to just need to hear it. They just need to be validated by somebody else because they can't like they're having trouble being content with themselves. And they feel like if once they actually belong somewhere, then they have meaning, you know, like I'm their friend. This is where I belong. Um, and it gives them a sense of like purpose. You know, <laughs> like, this is what I this is what I believe. Like, I don't know if that's true. Or not, but like this is just kind of what I think it's just like at the point where somebody feels so out of touch with themselves that they think that they need validation from other people to be to matter yeah that's that's I feel like that's like kind of weird for 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 me because I I grew up like very in a very constructive like put together like very like don't do this don't do that don't put makeup on don't show your skin don't do you know type of thing so I had to kind of build up my skin like a shield because I was I didn't have a dad growing up so my mom did things on her own so that's that's when she told me to like you need to do things on your own because that's how I lived so I was like okay like yeah like I'll do things on my own and it's it's scary I will say that but you just gotta you just gotta know your body and know like you can trust yourself because that's how I feel with everything even like dating because like you never know like who can and like you can know, but what you will never really know once you like talk to them, like you said. And I, like I don't want to ask them like, do you like me? I don't want to be like that type of person. Like you have to like know who you are, and know like what you like and everything, and be a strong person, be a strong, independent person. Like know know what you like. 
be who you are. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I always kind of say, for me, like, I've never really been in, you know, many relationships. Not really, like, for I was single, and then I was with somebody, and then just single again. And, like, that's it. There's one relationship. And for me, I always wanted to, I always thought, like, it's not fair for me to be with somebody else until I, you know, feel content on my own. Because a lot of people bring, like, a void with them, you know, like, that they expect somebody else to kind of fill, you know, and, like, do things for them or fulfill them. Um, And they put this burden on the other person that the other person doesn't deserve, nor do they, or are they obligated to fulfill that, you know, missing piece that someone has. Like, if I had a relationship and I was, like, I had an issue with, some like I don't know what some sort of issue <laughs> and um I expected them to fix it for me you know that's not fair right. and a lot of people say like oh they're my better half or what would I do without you and I don't think that that's really healthy <laughs> to say because yeah. it's like you should you should be your best 100% like whole 100% just you um because nobody else can fill the void and you're going to just kind of end up being disappointed like yourself because they're not going to be able to do it. The expectation that you set for them, they're not going to meet it, but that's your own mistake for like setting it in the first place, you know? That's yeah. That's why I, when I go out and like to bars and clubs like that, like I keep my guard up always. Like I've, been like sexually assaulted before when I was young and um it traumatized me not like really like when I say really I mean like it didn't like hit me until I became older like as an adult now like looking back like it just made me feel like like sick like who why would a person hit on me and harass me and all that stuff like at a young age at a young age like who would do that and so someone did that to me and it didn't hit me that I got sexually harassed when I was older and I was like okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that shit happen again because men men are fucking disgusting they're so disgusting they think they can get away with everything. They think they can be the top shit of everything. Like, no, I I don't put up with that shit. At this this one time, I was at a club, and these guys, this, like we, I was dancing with like a friend, and these guys just came up and started like grinding and dancing like with like me and my friend, and I was like, they were like going up my shirt. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're joking. That happens so many times. Like when I go to concerts, you're just jumping, and all of a sudden there's like some guy there just like grinding on you, and you're like, Hello? I just didn't have a good time. Like I'm here to enjoy the music, man. I didn't want your goddamn hand up my fucking skirt or whatever, like, yeah. or up my bra. Like no, like consent is sexy. Like yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't say that all men are are bad. Because I think there's a lot of good men out there. Oh, and yeah. I think there's also some bad women out there. Bad women, yeah. There's Both. some... It, it's really... I don't think it comes down to sex. I think there's a... Like... But I think men... There's a lot more... Uh, it comes from the men. But it does happen. You know. Women... There's some nasty women out there, too, who do the same thing. Um, yeah. But And then, like, those men that just come up and think that like just because you're dancing and just because you're out there wearing like a crop top that means that they can hold you and and grind on you it's like get your fantasies away from this body because it is not happening like you know so weird that guys I remember just being like who are you and why do you think that like why in your right mind do you think that you could just 
just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, unless you start dancing back with them. You know, unless you're actually, de- unless you're actually, dealing. unless you like want that, unless you're like, yeah, there's like a, a difference between like, get the fuck away from me. Because or- yeah, there's been times where I was like down. I'm like, you know, it's fine. But then there's times where I'm like, no, I'm not down. You try to push them away, and then they come back, and you're like, okay, you're like, please now. But like that. Let's just draw the line right there because we're calling it quits right now before it even begins. Get off. You know. Oh my God! This one time, I actually literally shoved a person like I shoved a guy down to the ground and it and he like bumped like a lot because it was it's a club right there's people are like squished together so I literally like boom like pushed him like and he was like a pretty like he was tall he was a pretty big guy like I was actually I'm that was one of the goals like you asked me I was like a guy hit on me and I pushed him down and I was like looking at my hands. I was like, did I really do that? Like it was a strong, like looking, like powerful looking, whatever muscular man. And I literally pushed him down to the ground. I was like, what the fuck? I actually did that. (laughs) And my friend's like, oh my God, like you did that. Like you literally pushed him. And people, all the girls were like having their hands on their mouths and they're like, oh, like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like a girl against a guy, like knockout, like, <laughs> oh my God. that's awesome. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. Like, fuck men, like you can suck my dick, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I mean, I'm glad that you were prepared, mentally prepared, and were able to follow through with protecting yourself. Protect yourself, man. There's a lot of idiots and weirdos out there. Like, you never know. Carry a hammer around you. Like, my gosh. I don't carry a hammer, but what I do, actually, is I try to prepare myself. So if I'm walking and I feel sketchy, I'll, like, hold my keys in my hand. Okay. (laughs) Like, when I'm walking around. Or... If, I'm have, if I have my phone in my pocket, I'm like, okay, if I'm holding my phone, I was like, where would I hit them? Like, the temple? Right. The, <laughs> the temple. I was like, if I needed to, you know, get eyes, like eyes. Eyes, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, I, I like think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stab them, or isn't there like, oh, those, those flippy knives, you know, always see all the time where people are like. Nunchucks. <laughs> Um, not nunchucks. <laughs> They're kind of like nunchucks. <laughs> Just has nunchucks in your purse. Whoops. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. I fucking know karate. I would, I would probably like hit myself and be like, eh. <laughs> Fall down. Like, but no. I'm like whooping it. Like, still going. Go <laughs> wave the nunchuck around. Like, get the fuck away. The fuck away. Yeah, I know how to use nunchucks and like on the ground. <laughs> like, trust me, I will knock you down too. This is a ploy. This is a part of my plan. If I'm down, I'm taking you down with me. Yeah. Like get on the ground because <laughs> this is happening down here now. <laughs> right now. Get down. <laughs> this fight isn't over. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. You said 10 seconds, but it was 40. <laughs> okay, because you're. Mm, I don't have anything to write with 40. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm 40. No. I can't think of anything good that rhymes with 40. <laughs> I was thinking snorty, <laughs> but I didn't want to say that because that's not true. I was thinking like porgy. <laughs> that's not even a thing. I don't think porgy is. Porgy is nothing. Forty. Forty. Contorted. Forty. Um, 
Um, 40 beers. That's a really hard one. Let us know in the comments. Post in the comments. Let me know. <laughs> what rhymes with 40? <laughs> rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Now tell me this. What? What was the worst relationship that you had with a person, a place, or a thing? And what did you learn from it? How did you grow from it? How did it shape you into the person you are now? Um, the relationship with a person, place, or thing, like a substance or a material thing or an app, you know, something that was just bad that like, but that you grew from, you know, you learned something and it made you who you are now. I remember I was really into like smoking cigarettes. Remember how I used to smoke cigarettes? Yeah. And that how I was like really addicted to it. And I couldn't go without a single thing without it. I was like, I had to, it was so weird. Like I had to eat before I, I mean, I had to smoke before I eat or I had to like, smoke before I get up or I had to smoke you know like it was like bad it was so bad like it was just always in my head like thinking about like ooh cigarettes and then because it was a trend in high school everyone was smoking cigarettes even in college and then I was smoking, remember how I was smoking batch pools? Yep. Yeah. You used to smoke batch pools. I smoked batch pools hefty. That was the time. And then you, you're not a smoker anymore. Nope. Like at all. Like you're done. Like not it, even. Basically, smoking. basically. Yeah. Like I don't really, like once in a while, like the last time I smoked was with you at New Year's. Was that it? Yeah. That was when I <laughs> smashed my phone. No, that was, no, that was, no, 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 no. That was, uh, that was October. Like, New Year's when we did the Zoom call. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I hit the pen. <laughs> that was it. Like, I haven't really been smoking, though. But, like, I, for ten, for nine and a half years, I did. <laughs> and that's how we, like, met. Yeah. By smoking. You smoked me up a few times when I didn't have weed. That was when I was really starting to get into, like, smoking weed and all cigarettes and all that stuff. Now I'm, like, a stoner. Yeah. Stoner. I need to quit. But then, so you said you were smoking cigarettes, but, like, uh, how'd you, you know, how'd you end up quitting and what'd you learn from it? Oh, um, I was smoking cigarettes, and then, um, I was actually just laying in bed one day, and I just, I couldn't breathe, like, I couldn't breathe normally, and it was, like, I had to, like, get up a few times and, like, breathe, like, normally. And it was, like, really scary for me. I'm like, that's not normal, right? You shouldn't have to, like, have trouble breathing. So I went to the hospital. Of course, they're like, you have to stop smoking to get better. I was like, okay. (laughs) So obviously a few days I was like, yeah, I'll stop. So I I didn't stop when I was supposed to. So and then I... um, kept going kept going and then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and um when I stopped I stopped cold turkey honest to god I I just I just stopped and it was I felt great I was kidding I felt like shit (laughs) it's not easy (laughs) it's that easy it's a withdrawal like yeah yeah, even for weed, like, um, 
I can I can go like a few like I can go a full day. I can say that and not hesitate. Like I could I can go through a whole day without smoking weed. Um, but that's only because I'm busy because I'm working. Um, but I have gone through like a couple hours not smoking like in the morning sometimes because I, I normally wake and bake but um, sometimes that gets me a little bit too high and I green out sometimes but that was like a long 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 time ago I know I don't wake and bake that much anymore I only do it on weekends but when I'm working I, I kind of like to stay like clear clear-headed because I have to work with kids and I have to like be on the be on the watch out but um yeah I'm trying to be more responsible about how much I smoke and stuff (laughs) but um what was like what did you get from quitting smoking cigarettes you know what was a good life lesson you learned from that? Um, just don't don't follow what other people are doing. Um, I just did it for the looks, and then eventually I got addicted to it. Um, but then overcoming that, um, I don't have to look at anyone else. I just have to look at me because I don't I don't want to do the things what other people are doing because that's what I was drawn to so I do what I want now and I I feel great not smoking cigarettes and whenever other people are smoking cigarettes around me I kind of get really sick like I almost want to vomit yeah (laughs) because the smell just just reminded me of everything like high school and all that drama and all that bullshit that uh yeah just brought brought me back negative vibes that's what cigarettes are to me right now negative stuff bad, I bad, don't bad, negative bad vibes bad vibes yeah like it's good like it's kind of the, like the theme going on like the, all the things that you did that kind of you were pressured by everyone else to do like go to school smoke cigarettes smoke weed you know do this do that and you're like, want to fit in? You're like, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I want to look cool. Yeah, so I want to be cool. I wanted to fit in. Wanted to be like the rest of the other popular freaking doodads. But, yeah. but, um, but that's when you weren't happy. And then you said now. Now I'm happy. Because you're doing you. You're focusing on you and not everyone else. And I'm so proud of you. Well, almost happy. I'm I'm still working on my career. Yes, that's a big one for sure. But like, give yourself credit for all the other stuff you've done, you know, and like how far you have come. Because, you know, being able to stop comparing yourself to the external and just loving yourself and your passions and your interests and the things that you do, your goals, your habits, like just got to love the process. And love yourself. Yeah, I love myself. I mean, there are some flaws. I mean, everyone has flaws, but I'm I'm working on it slowly but surely. But yeah, I I I would say like yeah, I do love myself. I truly do. Like I I love myself. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's it's good. Like I'm I'm chilling. I'm hanging out. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. You know, not going. Yeah, just doing, doing you. Thing. Yeah. Doing you. I be doing me. It's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. Everything in the hood is good. Because every little thing going to be cool. all right. Lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow, I got a couple more questions and then we are Gouda to Gouda. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. All right. 
What's up? Okay. Um, so, if you were able to create one law, what would it be and why? One law. Oh. Um. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um. You know how Scotiabank has like these points, right? For you to go to like the movies and you get like free popcorn and free drinks and all that jazz. Yeah. They should do that. Well, th I hope there's something like that right now, but I they should do that for like traveling. You know, you get so many points and then you get like a free a free first class seat or whatever or oh, you get I like, have that card for CIBC. It's called Aventura or like Aeroplan. Oh, so it's like a real thing? It is a thing. I have tra my I have a travel card, yeah. So every time I get points for gas, groceries and other things, um I have right now I have enough points to buy like plane flights. And I get seats inside the the lounges at the at the airports. That is a thing. What is it? <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. I'll give you I'll give you the rundown on it after. <laughs> okay. Pick another law. Pick another law. Okay. Uh... That's real. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it. I've been under a rock, basically. Or um... I will teach you the ways of the Aventura card. Dude, teach me, right? I want to get discounts in yes. for traveling and shit. You know, like I love traveling. You know me. I yeah, I will teach you, and then we will go to on a trip together. Yes, yes, yes. You can yes, get your yes. points, and I'll use my points, and we'll go travel somewhere. Let's go yes. to Greece. Ooh, yeah. You know, what I want to go. I want to go to like um, Thailand. Ooh, I want to go somewhere jungle-like. Yeah, like oh. Italy. 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 <laughs> if you met yourself ten years ago. What would you tell yourself? Ten years ago, oh shit, man! I would tell myself everything. I would tell myself how men are disgusting. Not um, all. Not all men, but keep your guard up, because I've been stomped upon. And. And, um, be me, be yourself. Don't try to be like anyone else. It's not worth it because you're only hurting yourself. Be you and love your body because I was younger and obviously kids will or whatever. They'll be like, oh, I hate my body because I'm bigger and fatter than the other skinny girls. But like, honestly, like those skinny girls, like they, they have also insecurities about their bodies. And I didn't know that till, like, when I was growing up. So I kind of, I learned how to love my body, slowly but surely. And uh, that's what I would tell myself if I had to. That's awesome. And um, one thing that you wish was never invented. Money. Money. That's interesting. Yeah, I. Because money makes people change. They think differently. They act differently. They get looked at differently. They get treated differently just because they're rich, right? Or, or poor. Or poor. Like the like the two scales like the the amount that you have like defines you in a way, or that's how other people see it. Yeah, and it sucks living like that. Like it, everybody should be should be equal of any anything anyhow of anything really. Like there should not be a higher and lower end of it anything. Like there should not be a higher end of makeup brands rather than a lower end of dollar store products like you know like it shouldn't have to be like that it should be all the same mm -hmm. if like i i want nice stuff like i want a nice chanel purse like i want 
lots of Chanel, Michael Kors. You're like, I want those brands some sometimes. Like, yeah, I want to be like that, but I can't because I got to work. I got to pay bills. I got to feed my bunnies. Like, <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to say to the peeps before we end this? Um, I don't know. Did I do okay? Advice you got for, uh, you know, like if they're in a tough time, what do you got for them? Um, if they're in a tough time, just try to take a step back and relax. Maybe write down your feelings and like come back to it and think about how those feelings impacted you like at that moment that's what I do when I'm stressed I write down my feelings and smoke a bowl (laughs) and then I come back to it I'm like why was I so upset about that you know like there's no need so there's a lot of things that people shouldn't be upset about if it's like something silly or if it's a guy being stupid or you know, just a friend being stupid or, or anything like that. Like, just take a step back and realize the bigger picture and just be strong, be be cool, you know. Life, life is short, so be the best of you can be. That's what I have to say. I love uh, that. I love that a lot. I think that's really great advice, so hope you guys actually do that because writing things down helps quite a lot yeah so that's it for this i'm gonna end it off um thank you guys for listening and um yeah ciao for now bye thanks for tuning in to the doozy days podcast today i hope you enjoyed this episode and love yourself a little bit more and realize that Self-comparison to others really just leads to your own sadness and pain. So keep on giving yourself the attention and love and keep doing you because you're rocking it just the way you are. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. We've got some good stuff coming up. And uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts about the podcast and how you enjoyed it. And then after that, have a really great day. Um, and I will catch you on the flip.